0: Hello and welcome to TOEFOP, episode 35. I'm Charlie Clawson.
1: I'm Will Anderson. Is it really episode 35? It is. Well, it's about episode 39, because there's always the lost episodes of TOEFOP. The ones that we recorded and then they erased, or the ones that just... Oh, there was the one about
0: Inception, Yeah. where the microphones weren't turned on. Things have changed, though, with the new technology. We're now TOEFOP 2.0. Yeah, we haven't lost one yet, this series, have we?
1: No. We we did record a couple a couple of early ones this year, and then your computer crashed.
0: Yeah, my old computer. Yeah, yeah, your old computer. Like, look at you looking down the nose at your old computer. No, now. I've still got him. I still got him in my room. Like, yeah, you don't
1: use him anymore, though, do you? He doesn't work.
0: <laughs> no, that's right. <laughs> oh, just because he doesn't work <laughs> means you don't use him anymore. He was almost six years old or something yeah. which is a long time for a computer in computer, years. in computer years that's like yeah that's like 90 yeah that's right 90 in computer years he was very faithful he was a good computer I look like, I, I do feel I have affection for him but by the end it was like watching your grandparents get old like there's certain things he couldn't do if you sometimes would forget who I was and have to log in twice you know it was just better for everyone if Putting that to
1: pass, yeah, totally. Euthanasia. Well, in the end, he actually, Why? he killed himself, killed himself. <laughs> exactly. He
0: couldn't stand its existence. <laughs> this newfangled world with 3G networks.
1: Um, you know what the thing is about um uh, computers? There was that computer that uh, beat everyone on Jeopardy. Did you see uh, that? Uh, they developed this computer that's really good at playing Jeopardy, and the idea was could it beat like the two biggest champions ever from Jeopardy in a game of Jeopardy?
0: But so, Jeopardy. So just remind me—that's a trivia game, yeah. Yeah. So well, you you're provided
1: the answer, and you have to form the question. Form the question.
0: Yeah. The correct question. Just couldn't any? Computer- oh no, no, that's not quite right. No, that's
1: no, that's not how jeopardy works. I'm sure the computer no, knew how it works.
0: It, it provide your answer in the form of a question. So if it's no, right, it's not like that.
1: That's actually because uh, they give you the kind of uh, this president was you know born in blah blah blah, and who is who, is who is Abraham, Abraham Lincoln. Lincoln? Yeah. Right. So um, in the old days, like the computer was really slow because it had I just it was just a guy in a box googling shit, <laughs> <laughs> basically just hang on a second. Uh, but now the computer could not only buzz in quick enough, but get the answer in the time that was allotted and kick the fucking ass of the humans. Is that a surprise though? Like, I mean, you just computers are now smarter than humans.
0: Wouldn't they? This
1: is the, like, you're laughing it off. You haven't even fucking read about it. This is the start of computers becoming our overlords. What's it called? Scott? And to quote The Simpsons, I, for one, welcome our new computer overlords. <laughs> if you are hearing this through the internet, but by the time this actually goes out as a podcast, now probably controls us all, then I was on your
0: side. <laughs> So Skynet is analysing every single podcast that's been recorded at this moment simultaneously and going, all right, Anderson can stay. Once they realise, once computers all realise that one of their computers
1: is smarter... It's like you know when a footballer comes in from like a, a like a an indigenous community or a community that hasn't traditionally played football like particularly our game Australian rules football that yeah you'll find someone from Tonga and he's the first person from Tonga or he's the first person from Tuvalu you know, Islands yeah, yeah to ever play the game yeah. and then you know if he's successful there's this it spans this entire sort of culture that is really
0: obsessed that. So you're going to get more and more computers signing up for game shows, like The Price is Right. Exactly. <laughs> you see a computer come running down the stairs. Apple Mac, come on down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah,
1: being it. able to put all the like, you know, machines in the right order. Yeah. Like you'll be on fucking Price is Right playing against a checkout
0: computer that actually knows the prices. It'll scan them all and know which fucking order they go in. In this eerie vision of the future, Dexter would have been a contestant on Perfect Match, not a stats analyzer. Dexter would have, Dexter would have been like fucking Hugh Hefner,
1: like Dexter would have been banging all I those know chicks. I all the answers. No, but he would have been banging all those chicks. Every girl he came on would have banged Dexter. Why? Like he would have been like the because he would have been the smartest, coolest, most charismatic computer on the. Like he would have been. That would have been
0: like the Playboy Mansion. So you've got the female contestants saying like, uh, contestant number one, if I was an ice cream, what would you serve me with? And he's gone. By analysing the sound of your voice, I approximate your age is 23. The most popular ice cream for 23-year-olds is choc chip. I therefore say whipped cream would be the perfect... <laughs> it's yeah, totally. Like, wow, I love it when he talks dirty. Totally. Talks digi to me.
1: Like, she would love it. Um, and he would calculate that she had 100% cap- compatibility rating with him.
0: <laughs> your pheromone levels are 87%. Yeah, brilliant. You're wet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think the world's ready for a dirty talking Dexter. Do
1: you not worry that computers are now smarter than us? I mean, most computers are smarter than us. Like, they've been smarter than the two of us combined for years.
0: Yeah, an Apple Apple IIe is smarter than you and I. A calculator, an electronic calculator (laughs) is smarter than you and I combined. Exactly.
1: We can't stand on our head and spell boobs. So, we couldn't win against the computers, just the two of us. Mm. Like, we can't even master them when they're designed to actually work for us. Yeah. So, we'd be no good at all. But I, I've always assumed there was people in the world who could fucking, like, I always assumed that we were still better at Jeopardy than a fucking computer.
0: Aren't there the rules? Like, I
1: mean, we're still better at Wipeout or Gladiators or something than a computer. Yeah, anything
0: physical. Until- but
1: one day they'll just get a robot that can beat us and they'll put the computer in its head and then suddenly we are, like like we think we have domain over the animals Yeah. because, you know, we are the superior race on Earth, which is such an arrogant thing to think anyway, but that's... That's basically one. We can talk and walk, and yeah. you know, yeah. play Oppos- sports. Thumbs. We get to eat you. Yeah. Well, they will be that to us. Yeah. We will be the animals, no, and no. the robots
0: will eat us. The difference is you can program a computer. So we just get Asimov's. Was it Asimov's three laws of robotics, which is like can't kill a human, um, don't talk about Fight Club. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'll look it up. As- Asimov's three yeah. rules of robotics. don't eat yellow
1: snow. I think mean, <laughs> that was one of them.
0: <laughs> As in more, still time.
1: All right, so I am a little bit worried about it. I think we have to invite them on some shows where we can beat them for a while. Okay. Just so they don't, like, knock, knock the confidence out of them. You know what I mean? Like, so we have to get them on a wipeout. We have to get them on something that involves a physical challenge. Okay. Maybe bring back It's a Knockout or something like that. And, you know, just fucking remind. Or <laughs> humiliate them. Yes. <laughs> you think that's what I'm saying. Attack
0: their self-confidence.
1: Yeah, totally, because they've got cocky now. They've got to win. It's going to inspire the fucking calculators and ATMs. They're all suddenly going to be
0: good at stuff. When you go to the Apple store, you'll just ask and you get like 300, 300 gigs of uh, memory and can you also get some like low self esteem programmed in so this computer doesn't ever get too uppity?
1: Totally. But that's exactly what you need because you don't know want suddenly AT- you go to the ATM to get some money out and it's like, oh, sorry, I'm playing words, you know, words with friends with like a toaster, an electronic toaster in Berlin. You know, it's like. Don't get cocky, computers. We are still your lords and masters.
0: Okay, so if we follow Asimov's three laws of robotics, we should be able to avoid this. The first rule is a robot may not injure a human being or, through inaction, allow a human being to come to harm. Okay. So if you have, like, you know, like a robot looking after some crusty old 90 year old, you know, in a wheelchair who's always abusing them and putting him down, calls him bolt head and stuff, and the guy is like, you know, uh, starts rolling down the stairs, the robot is compelled to save him, even if he doesn't want to. So that's a good rule. All right. All right. So if there's a robot around and you're dying, the robot is, fu- is compelled to help you. Uh,
1: I, I might raise this now, yeah. and, and we'll have to view the other two rules through it. You're going on the proviso that all people will abide by the legislation. You know, that everyone will comply to the three laws of robotics when they're putting together their robots. But as countless cases of government sort of handouts, the home insulation scheme, just to name one, if you give people money, there will be people who do their job properly and are responsible about the dangers, and there will be shonky dudes who... There will be shonky robot dudes. There will be guys knocking up robots in their fucking garage out of spare parts, and they won't give a fuck about the three laws of robotics. I'll be like, "Fuck that. You'll be able to jack up you know robots that don't have the three laws of robotics, so you can fight other robots and terrorist robots. Yeah totally, man. You don't, can't tell me the ter- as soon as the terrorists have the, the robot technology, That's they're not going to make a terrorist robot.
0: Hard to get parts in the mountains, isn't it, in Afghanistan?
1: Ah mate, that's
0: the best place to get
1: parts. (laughs) Everything is spare parts. Have you never seen like a movie set in the desert? It's nothing but sand and spare parts. Like Iron Man.
0: Yeah. When when he's kidnapped in the first Iron Man.
1: Totally, or Mad Max. Most of the documentaries like that that I've seen set in the desert. All right, so it says... Okay, so that's a personal... It says a
0: robot may not injure a human being or through an action allow a human being to come to harm. Do you think that includes emotional harm? Like it says... So basically it's saying a robot can't allow a human to die. Yeah. If your robot, or oh, even come to harm, like like not, you're not even allowed to bruise your knee, or but what does how, bump but be a funny how, bone? But how do you? But how do you qualify harm? Because just say you have a PA robot, you know your, we'll call him. What would you call your robot? Um, Funky Jack. Funky Jack. Yep. your personal robot. <laughs> okay, so he comes to see you do like your first gig at yeah. Madison Square Gardens, yeah, and you die on stage and he can tell that you're in emotional distress, that you're coming to emotional harm, is he allowed to run up and grab the microphone off you and try and get the crowd back?
1: Just for a moment, can we, can we, can we just like, take a moment to slow-motion replay and look back on the, the sort of sucker punch you delivered me in the space of one sentence? There wasn't even a comma nor a full stop to separate when you had me on stage at Madison Square Gardens and not even a whole sentence later I had failed. In front of the world's biggest arena.
0: What I'm saying. What a
1: beautiful gift. And then, it, wow. Because no, what I'm trying to say. I was like, here is
0: here is a unicorn's tear. Oh, but it's giving you AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> the reason I bring that up is I was trying to think of what would be the what would be the most emotionally devastating thing that could happen to you. And yeah. I think you, as a comedian having a bag gig at Madison Square Gardens would be like a huge – you'd be distressed and your robot, Funky Jack, would be able to see that. So according to Asimov's laws, do you think he would be allowed to interfere and stop – is it just emotional hurt or – I mean, is it just physical hurt or emotional hurt? If your robot Uh, – If your robot sees you're about to make the biggest mistake of your life by breaking up with your girlfriend, can your robot come in and go, guys, guys, you need to work this out?
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's weird that we've got robots this smart but still got that weird voice. Is that one of the laws of robotics? Is one of the laws. You you still must have that weird robot voice. Well, it's
0: just to help distinguish theatre of the mind well so people know that this is me talking and this is Funky Jack. (laughs) (laughs) That does actually sound like what I think Funky Jack would (laughs) talk about. So I'm good with that.
1: No, look, I think that um, human beings have to to experience disappointment so they can grow. So it's just physical
0: harm. Yeah. Okay.
1: I think it would be counterproductive to a world if robots protected us from... Physic- uh, from emotional, emotional harm. harm. We would not grow as
0: a people. Okay, second law of robotics. Yep. A robot must obey any orders given to it by human beings except where such orders would conflict with the first law. Yeah, right. So you can't tell your robot to kill someone. Yeah. I mean, again... That no. is the one that
1: they would definitely jack first. <laughs> yeah. You
0: know what I mean? Even Sticking if, it out with a pocket knife. The
1: first one, they were kind of like, oh, yeah, okay, well, it's cool that my robot shouldn't let me get hurt. That's actually a really good thing for it to have. Yeah. Ah, uh, you can't tell your robot to hurt anyone else. That is fucking bullshit. <laughs> Why would I have a robot if I can't order it to hurt other people?
0: Funky Jack's not just here to make sandwiches. No. He's here to kick some ass. Be
1: good if he does make sandwiches as well though.
0: No, well, that'd be I think that's He could have
1: he could have a toasted sandwich maker in him. Yeah. Like, you know, you could put the toaster and they could just grill inside him.
0: Brilliant. You could make Andermoff's laws, yeah. which would be rule number one. <laughs> Must be must, make must a
1: waffle or jaffle maker.
0: <laughs> Rule number two, must dispense Dr. Pepper from a little tap-like oh, appliance. a soda fountain. Instead of his penis, though, he's got a little tap that dispenses Dr. Pepper. Diet Dr. Pepper. So you're lying on your futuristic floating couch, yeah. and you're like, Funky Jack, and he comes over, pulls down his robot pants, and you stick your mouth over a tap between his legs and drink Dr. Pepper. I'm in. <laughs> I am in. <laughs> um, rule number three: yeah. A robot must protect its own existence, as long as such protection does not conf- conflict with the first or second law. Okay, right. so they rank third on the list.
1: Yeah. So, so you can't like even really order your robot to kill itself
0: because uh, no. it's it's got to protect its own existence. No. Yeah. I wonder if I wonder There's no
1: law it that says robots have to do what you tell them to do, is there? Uh, is that just assumed? Well, it's just assumed, yeah. Yeah,
0: right. We should write that down because there. Uh, it's no need just have three laws. We can have four. Robots must do what you say. Well, that is the second law, isn't it? A robot must always a robot must always obey any orders given it to, given to it by a human being.
1: Oh, okay. All right, but your orders have to overrule, like your orders. Yeah. Like if
0: you came in, you can't start ordering around
1: my robot. Like, I'm happy for my robot to do stuff for you, but not if it conflicts with my wishes. So if I can, Like, if I need some Doc, Diet Dr. Pepper out of my Diet Dr. Pepper cock dispenser um, and a, and a sandwich, yeah. I can sandwich, my robot can't be fucking mowing your lawn or doing so errands crazy, for you. So if
0: we're sitting here with Crazy Jack and yep. you say Crazy Jack... Funky. Funky Jack. Oh, oh Crazy Jack. sorry, Don't, like Crazy Jack. Sorry, Jack. It's okay, <laughs> crazy. But- crazy Jack
1: has a uh, discount robot warehouse.
0: All <laughs> oh, right, that's yeah. not gonna confuse. Um, yeah, if we're sitting here with Funky Jack, and you say, "Hey, Funky Jack, make me a sandwich," and I say, "No, Funky Jack, make me a sandwich," yeah. does he have to obey you? Yeah, that's why I think that should be
1: specified in Andromov's laws. As a it would be specified. Oh, no, in mine, yeah, yeah I, I would specify that um, you know. I am the Lord
0: your God. there is no other word, but my. <laughs> I mean that is a good one. do you think um the same way you you bond with your cats? yeah, would you bond with Funky Jack after a while?
1: Yeah, definitely. I've bonded with him already in this imaginary scenario, like okay. I will miss him once we, <laughs> once once we <laughs> I'll miss you most of all, Funky Jack
0: once you're decommissioned
1: once well basically once his conversation ends, Funky Jack ceases to be... And I I will miss him because I already feel like I've got a good bond with Funky Jack. I I remember the times. Like if music started playing now, as a sort of a montage of my memories, I would remember that time where like he came over and made you a sandwich, made me a sandwich, and I had some Diet Dr Pepper. And then there was that other time where he was mowing your lawns, (laughs) and then there was that other time where I wanted him to do something, but you wanted to do something, but then he did what I wanted. Good times, Funky
0: like, Jack, and remember when Charlie thought your name was Crazy Jack? Ah, they were crazy times. That sounds like Toe Fops had its first ever clip show. Mm. It's like our week off, so we've just recounted. Yeah, it. totally. We'll just play that as one episode next week.
1: I think Funky Jack would be a good companion. Like, I, I, I definitely like because you know what I'm like. I'm a bit, I, I'm a, a bit of a you know a, um, a lone wolf. <laughs>
0: Yeah, when I think of you, I I see you sitting on a Harley, leather vest, no shirt underneath, riding down the highway, just solving crimes.
1: If a lone wolf, uh, instead of riding on a Harley, drove around the cheapest car he could get from the high card place, the white Ford Focus, uh, (laughs) listening to ESPN Sports Radio uh, and and had tracksuit pants on rather than leather pants,
0: (laughs) then yes. You're very Lorenzo Lamas.
1: Yeah. No, I, 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 I'm happy in my own company. Like, you know, the, the nature of my job is that I've spent a lot of my life, you know, away on the road by myself. And you just get used to kind of, you know, eating alone, going to the movies alone, that sort of thing. And you, you get used to that rhythm, you know. Uh, so I I'm not one of those people who's always like, I need some people around. Um, but a robot. That's kind of like the best of both worlds. You can it's, have a
0: conversation if you want. Yeah, but at the same time, you don't feel bad. Don't have to by punching it in the nuts. Yeah, if you if
1: you're just like, hey robot, go and sit in the corner. That's fine. Yeah. You don't feel like you're being mean spirited to the robot. It's well, like just like turning would, off your though. iPod.
0: I think you'd eventually develop some. I mean, by hum, by human nature, we anthropomorphize. Is that the word? Yeah, yeah. we anthropomorphize things. Mm. So I think you would feel guilty after a while, especially if this thing communicates with you or is involved in your life somehow.
1: Oh, he would. He has a personality. He's funky. Yeah. So hence his name, Funky Jack. Yeah. It's not ironic. It's actually, you know, it's a description.
0: But I imagine all the robots are the same, would now come from the same factory. Like yeah, that. but
1: you can get them set to whatever, like, you know.
0: But what makes him funky? You'd have Grumpy Grumpy Dave. Like you say you program the actual personality. Who would order Grumpy Dave the robot?
1: Well, people, some people.
0: Want a grumpy presence in their hands. Yeah. What, like abused children or something when they get older? That's like the only way they can, they can know. Yeah, maybe it. to
1: bring a little bit of discipline. Yeah, like, right. you know, they like to be happy parents, but you need a kind of a super nanny style, you know, you know, firm hand. Yeah. Get the robot. Get the robot to do it. Yeah,
0: I guess that's That's like, going to
1: be the advertising campaign. Get the robot or to do get it. Get the robot to do it. <laughs> Whatever you don't like to do, get the robot to do it. I hate picking up dog shit. Get the robot to do it. See? Wouldn't you? Like, there's so many things in our life that we, like, you know, the other day you were talking about how it would be good if you could come in, like, sort of halfway through the sexual act when the foreplay's done. Yeah. Get the robot to do it. Oh, yeah. You can just start send in the, the robot, robot, start, like, I mean, it's basically just like a giant vibrator. I guess. He could have attachments or whatever. Plugins. Plugins. <laughs> Literal plugins. Sticks on,
0: plugs on, whatever. Yeah, I don't know, actually. I mean, I, I don't know. I Get would, the robot to do it. I don't know if I'd feel comfortable with a robot warming up my girlfriend. Really? Yeah. Man. That would weird me out a bit. I'm not oh. into sex toys. It's not a sex toy. You he just, just said, said it's sex like like a robot. You just said it's like a giant vibrator. Yeah. You said, like, less than 30 seconds ago, it's like a giant vibrator. Yeah,
1: but I'm saying this is a sex robot. Like a sex robot sounds heaps better than a sex toy.
0: Yeah, I know, but I'm not into it. (laughs) What's so weird? Whatever, mate. Mr.
1: Prudy McPrude isn't going to let his girlfriend get fucked by
0: a giant sex robot. You you never said anything about fucking. You said warmed up. up. I definitely don't want to see my girlfriend (laughs) fucking a robot. But I, I also don't want to see like a robot, like you know, kissing her neck and you know, growling her out. I don't think a robot would call it that. What we we call
1: it? He would like defragging. (laughs) No, he would use like uh,
0: yeah the correct terms. He's a robot. lingus. Yeah, really? Yeah, I think so. Is cunnilingus? Could you say cunnilingus on like you know a six o'clock TV show? Uh,
1: Yeah, I'd say so. It's a it's a
0: technical technical term,
1: and it's it's not. I don't think it's a swear word. Sounds dirty though. Well, it is like. Dirty in
0: like a you know,
1: not in a burner or she's a witch, in a, a good way, it but
0: sounds worse than fellatio. Fellatio sounds like an Italian dish, yeah.
1: Fellatio, Fletio.
0: hey, what's a fellatio? Cunilingus sounds like lie down, <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna get some
1: canalingus. Actually, it feels like something you need to get cured of. Huh? I think I've got some canalingus. Do you have it, cream from a cream for my cunilingus?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does. So, yeah, because almost, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I don't, it's that rash, cunilingus. Ah, oh. uh, yeah, I was I was in the Middle East and uh, I just sat down on a toilet I shouldn't have, and I picked up some kind of lingus. Or it sounds like a, a, a medical description for a disease. It's like you know, uh, medica, medicatosis cunnilingus.
0: You know, something like that. canalingus. <laughs> like oh, yeah. cunnilingus. It's yeah. Something a rabbit want, might get. Yeah. Mixametosis cunnilingus. Yeah,
1: from from oral sex. Because <laughs> that's how the rabbits got myxomatosis. Is it really from having sex with each other? That's how it was passed on, so. and. Because it's a, you know, a, a, it's a, and so they could have a cunnilingus myxomatosis, which is passed on through oral sex.
0: Perfect. There you go. That's, that could be a thing. And uh, goodbye to all our female listeners. I hope you enjoyed that. What? No. what? We were talking about cunnilingus. You're making cunnilingus sound like a, a venereal disease. Oh, well, no, I was just saying the word. We were talking about the word. I know, I know. But, you know, you can't help but associate in your mind. I suppose so. All right. Well, okay. Palacio. That's heaps of idea. Uh, you had a, a story you wanted to tell me about someone you met today. <laughs> okay. Um. <laughs> are you laughing in that version of the story? I was, I was, no, I was just laughing. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of was like, all right, moving on. <laughs> like, Sorry. Trying try to get the show back on track. Oh. I felt we'd been mired in cunnilingus for a bit too long. <laughs> right. oh, God.
1: So robots uh, are now smarter than us uh, and they're going to take over the world. Uh, or Aliens. Uh, we were just watching TV before and one of those promos came on for some new Alien show. And it was that same thing you see in every Alien show ever, which is, we didn't use our nuclear bombs against them because they thought we thought they might want to be friends. But they didn't. And I was just watching it going, they never want to be friends. When are we going to learn as a human race that as soon as we see no aliens, we have to kill them?
0: District 9, they were friends. District 9? Yeah. They weren't uh, aggressive. We took them in. They were like they were in friendly and in need. We, even once we nursed them back to health, they weren't aggressive. Did I see the wrong second half of that film? Yeah. Didn't shit go down in District 9? Yeah, but they weren't attacking humans. It was a human trying to get to the mothership so he could get his hand fixed or whatever, get turned back into a human. And he was assisted by another alien. They were just trying to escape. They weren't aggressive aliens. In fact, it was the, the humans who were going in there busting shit up. Did you miss the whole analogy of that film? Yes. <laughs> you know it's
1: an apartheid. Yeah, no, I got that right. bit of it. I just, I just can't remember how shit went down in the second half because I got a bit bored. <laughs> I did. I, all I remember is like, oh, yeah, the aliens and the humans fought each other, and I just, when we were talking about it, then couldn't remember <laughs> what they were fighting each other over. I had no idea. I did remember they, that they we like it. I remember. No, not really. No, I liked. The idea of it more than I like the film. Now, it needs to be said, and I've said this before, but it needs to be pointed out, that I don't really like movies. I like going to the movies. I enjoy, and when they get a movie right, I very much enjoy it. Yeah. But I don't like more than I do like. Okay. So... You generally hate films. Yeah, I generally hate films. <laughs> but... Um, uh, I get just easily bored in, in some films. And like halfway through that one, I was like, yep, yeah, I get what you're doing. And then I just, there wasn't anything much more in it for me. Did, you know, it just felt like it didn't come home strong for me.
0: It's, it's surprising you'd say that how, because you started the conversation by saying how every alien film is the same and nothing different's ever done. Yeah. And a film comes along that actually does it differently and you're like, oh, yeah, well, good effort, but I'm bored now. <laughs> So what you're trying to say is no alien film can ever win with you. If the aliens come and they're aggressive, it's been done before. If the aliens come and they're friendly, you're like, yeah, I'll give you half a film, but I'm still bored.
1: I didn't start this conversation by saying, here are all the things that I don't like about alien films. (laughs) Uh, There's probably a list. I was just going to point out this one, which was that in most of the cases, um, the aliens fuck us up. Yeah, I guess so. Right? And so we just shouldn't be so trusting. Yeah. We should just fucking, because you know what? If they come, they're going to kick our ass. You don't, you actually, you know what? The only thing that might save us is if robots have become our overlords. Because maybe robots could fight off aliens,
0: right? Robots versus aliens. Yeah. Could be a movie.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Like that, but that, that's our only hope. Yeah, is because we won't be able to beat do aliens by ourselves. Hey, dude. We need the robots to take over. I've changed
0: s- my mind on this. Have you? Oh God, see, this is another film you haven't seen, but Avatar. Avatar, the technically sophisticated humans try and overtake Pandora, which is run by like a bunch of little blue cat people, yeah. natives who've got bows and arrows and slings and stuff. And I've, they, saw, I've saw the ads. And they defeat like, you know, the most technically sophisticated army in the world. Yeah. If if the, the Na'vi can do it, we can defeat aliens. I'm yeah. not giving in that quick. No way, man. I'm fighting. Today is our independence day. <laughs> uh, no, I don't think we should... Like, I'm
1: not saying you we should not fight. I'm just saying chances are... They're going to kill us. They're going to kill us. Like Let's let the robots fight.
0: That sounds like <laughs> you're saying let's not
1: fight. No, I'm saying that like the robots are going to be on our side. They're going to be like our gladiators, our men of Sparta.
0: Yeah. Okay. Hey. Get some balls. Let Funky Jack stay at home and make your toasted sandwiches and you pick up a rifle and go out and defend the planet. I don't think a rifle's going to
1: fucking help. I think we challenge them to a game of Jeopardy. (laughs) That's the only thing we can do. And hope that they don't understand the concept of putting it in the form of a question.
0: That is our only hope against the aliens. You're a skeptic, generally, aren't you? Yes. You don't believe in anything. you got no No. soul. (laughs) It's true. Uh, Do you believe in aliens? No. I mean, I, I think the
1: possibility that there is other life... In the in the universe, you know, with how big the universe is, which I, I think the technical term is pretty big. Yeah. Um. I think it is probably more likely than not that there are other forms of life. But whether those forms of life would be in any way recognizable to us as forms of life, that's a completely different matter. So you know, I don't discount the possibility that there is aliens, but until you say one, yeah. That's like me with most things, though. Like, I'm like, well, if I saw some proof. Like, if someone said, look, here's all these photos and he's all this proof and, look, he's an alien. Meet him. Right? I'd be like, oh, yeah, all right. I wouldn't go home and go, I still don't believe that there are aliens.
0: Yeah. That's annoying, that guy in the sci-fi movie, who who has the proof put in front of him and still denies it. Like, yeah. it's like, come on, dude. Come on, mate. It's like fucking Scully. You could
1: not have risen to this position of authority without having some sort of... Cognitive intuition. learning abilities.
0: It's like Scully, you know. X Files, like, come on, Scully. Like, I understand that you're science and analytical and stuff, but come on, like, a guy just fucking bent in half and crawled through prison bars. <laughs> Surely that can't be explained by science.
1: I, I, I never minded that sort of philosophy of the X Files, which was, I want to believe. You know that I, I always think like, there's something about that fascinates me about the idea that there might be other life or other sorts of you know, forms of of existence existence or like, you know, I love TV shows and stuff like, you know, as I've spoken about, like I love Lost and that was all about, you know, sort of parallel realities or, you know, the nature of time and what was going on. Like
0: I I love that stuff. I want to believe, you know, I just don't. don't. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I started off wanting to believe. I don't think I believe in anything anymore. It's kind of sad. Like it is sad because when you actually meditate on that too long, the only conclusion you reach is that the pointlessness of existence is pointless. And that in fact, I'm probably just going to remember the stuff that hurts and that, you know, I'm probably going to remember the suffering more than I'm going to remember the happy times because life is painful and hard and long. Like I almost want to go back to believing in God and heaven because otherwise what's the point of making friendships? Those people are going to die. You're going to be on your own eventually. Even if you have kids, even if you have a wife, you're going to die on your own. Probably in pain. <laughs> like, I, f- I feel
1: like this uh, podcast, this particular one, is going to score really well with ghosts and Emos. <laughs> <laughs> you better, the first comedy podcast that you can download and then just sit around and sound depressed <laughs> and cut yourself. <laughs> um, no, I, but I do know what you mean. Like, yeah, you I know, got- often when I think about the idea that I don't believe in ghosts or aliens or, you know, gods and those sort of things. I do sometimes think – and, you know, that I I also believe that once we're gone, we're gone, you know. Yeah. So it sometimes does strike me of like why do you get up every day and do what you do? Why, you know, do you bother getting out of bed? Why aren't you just like, you know, Charlie Sheening it up? Yeah. Like sometimes I look at him and I just think he knows. (laughs) Like like he's like – he's kind of like the Dalai Lama but just in a different way. He's reached this place where he's seen – the complete pointlessness of existence. Yeah. And he knows it's only about, you know, enjoying the things that you enjoy. And he's identified yeah. the things that he enjoys and he's spent, like, if... So, you know, just because he's into, like, cocaine and hookers. Like, if he was into... um you know, prof- a, a professional sport, or if he was an expert on astrophysics, or he had made his passion antique clocks, or something. People would admire it, but because his particular area of expertise, yeah, like he's just the equivalent of a guy who follows his favourite band around the world, sees all their gigs on a tour for 120 nights, except that his band is hookers, and his tour is around his house. Just the long lines of cocaine, cocaine. yeah.
0: So what you're trying to say, is not so much Charlie Sheen as Charlie Lama. Yeah, (laughs) Charlie Lama.
1: (laughs) That's what he is. Yeah, the Charlie Lama. He's the Charlie Lama. Yeah, Yeah. I think so. (laughs) That's exactly what he is. That's a religion I can get into. Yeah. It strikes me. He could be a cult leader. He could definitely be a cult leader, and imagine like how much Although, he, how much he could get through a confession well, like
0: I, if you'd had a bag of Charlie. I wonder how much he would uh, if he would be
1: sniff co- this, this is my body. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the body of the everlasting sheen. Um, I don't think I don't think if he took his money away they like cult leaders tend to have the charisma with or without money. like a lot of those guys start off yeah. broke and they people you know they bring people in. Um, if Charlie took his money away who would follow him because he's paying for all his followers at the moment. Mm. I, mean, I mean, he must have fans from two and a half men. Maybe yeah, he's totally, he's one of the biggest, te- t- he's the highest paid TV star in the world. So if Charlie Lama, uh, made yeah. a declaration, you know, tomorrow, he's quitting acting, he's opening up a commune. Yep. Uh, and do
1: you know what you have to chant while you're meditating? What? Men, 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 <laughs> men,
0: men, 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 yeah, that's exactly when you're meditating. <laughs> but if, so if Charlie Lama says, uh, look, um, I've bought, you know, hundred acres on this, this place and turning it into a commune, all are welcome, but you have to abide by the rules of um, Charlie Lama. Mm. But he's done away with the money and it's about like the same things he likes to do, which is sex and drugs. Yeah. But it's not like you have the resources, like you've got to start from scratch. So no. everyone goes to the farm. Do you think you would get followers? Definitely. Definitely, we'd just be like an Amish. Like you, it's essentially. I don't think the Amish have an orgies and shit. And
1: no, but I'm just saying. Like all you'd have to do is you could run the place like the Amish still. Yeah. Right, and then you just like manufacture meth or whatever. Right. Like you know, because you could do that on a farm operation. Yeah, I suppose you could just have a meth lab. Yeah. So you could just do it all, like you know, you just have this little commune where you just make your own meth. Yeah. And you fuck all the time. This is probably where he's going to end up. He'd have enough money now. You should just buy a big place in the country, run a meth lab, yeah. and fuck hookers.
0: Yeah. So you reckon he could start that? Put cult. him out to stud. What would the cult be called? The Sheenies. Ah uh, yeah, I think that's
1: what people would call them. That might actually not actually be that. Na- oh, so he'd have an official name for it. it. There'd be an official name, but They would be called Sheenies. But they'd be called Sheenies. Yeah. Everyone's like, Oh, did you hear about Darren? He's a sheeny now. Yeah, yeah. He went up to the country, he became a sheeny. Yeah. That's right, and then there's, there's suddenly there'd be that whole thing. Don't don't joke about the Sheenies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Sheenies are quite popular in Hollywood, and you you, know, you never actually know who is a sheeny. Yeah, uh, they got a lot of sympathisers. You just don't want to get
0: blacklisted by the Sheenies. Yeah, totally. Yeah, never get invited to another orgy. Say <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you're a sheeny. So what do you reckon the official name of the Sheenies would be? Uh, okay, it's, so it'd have to be something like, uh, you know, the uh, the Church of Excess or something like that. Um, Present. Present bias. Uh the you know, the eternal house of of present bias. It's just about serving yourself. It doesn't have a ring to it, does it? No. Um uh
1: how about um Morning Glory? <laughs> they could be called Morning Glory. It could be called Morning Glory, but I was at the like. How about the holy hook apocalypse? The cult of the holy hook apoc- the holy hook apocalypse. Hook apocalypse. Hook apocalypse. Hook apocalypse. But
0: that's suggesting an end of times. Well, that's
1: what. Well, that's the cult. Like you know, there a lot of so like re- so a lot of religions oh, have okay. a sort of end of days sort so they're of thing. Saying, Let's just fuck yeah. and take drugs because we're going to die. We'll die in the hookah- anyway. hook apocalypse. Hook apocalypse. Hook apocalypse. Hook apocalypse. Yeah. So what is it? Say it again. Well, hook apocalypse. Yeah, but what's the full title? Um, well, that, I was thinking there'd be a, of the something of the holy hooker hooker.
0: Apocalypse. That's no, too hard to say. It is hard to say. Too holy apocalypse. Uh, hook
1: apocalypse. Hook apocalypse. <laughs> hook apocalypse. Yeah, the hook apocalypse. That's fine. Okay, the hook apocalypse. Yeah, because we're all whores.
0: That's yep. what he's saying. Yep. We're all hookers. Yeah,
1: eventually, because we all just you know. Well, Jesus even like you know. Whoa. Uh, <laughs> what are you going to say here? <laughs> yeah, Jesus was even a whore. Uh, no, Jesus of course was you know renowned for befriending the whores, You know the. <laughs>
0: Not the same way as Charlie Sheen is now renowned as befriending horse. No, I'm just saying. Jesus did have a plan. He told Mary Magdalene he wanted to buy her a house with 27 (laughs) rooms so she could get 26 (laughs) friends.
1: And and the Lord did say us to Mary Magdalene, do you have any mates who are also sluts? No, I meant that, like, Charlie Sheen had taken that sort of Jesus mythology and given it a modern-day twist. Instead of his 12 disciples, he's having, like, 25. And yeah. they're going to be, like, instead of disciples, they're going to be, like, hookers. Yeah. But, you know, it's kind of the same thing. Yeah, it's definitely the same thing. Yeah, they all like, dinner together, you know. Like, they, you know, same same sort of business. So, yeah, he'd definitely be into that. Um, okay, I have a bit of a problem with gurus, yeah. actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like spiritual gurus, particularly as portrayed in Hollywood movies. Is Mr Miyagi a guru? Yeah, but I'm thinking more of when somebody climbs a mountain to meet somebody who's been like meditating for like seven years and they're allegedly the wisest person in the world who has the answers to... Yeah. To everything. Oh,
0: I can Kill Bill. Yeah. Pay May, totally. his name was.
1: Exactly that sort of deal. Yeah. Never talks to anybody else. Never has any contact with the modern world. Yoda. Yeah, Yoda. Exactly. You know what? If you're meditating all day for like, I don't trust that you have any... Like, read a fucking newspaper. How do you know what's going on? Like... I don't trust your judgment based on your lack of knowledge of, you know, current affairs and what's going on in the world and context for which the problem would be viewed through. Like, surely if you're the wisest man in the world, get up for a couple of hours in the morning, just have a coffee or whatever, read the papers and then go and meditate and think about the things that you read in the papers and what the solution to those problems might be. But you're no use to me as a holy fucking you know, master of all answers if you're not actually finding out what the world's problems are so that you can muse on them and try to solve them.
0: But you're I th- useless. I think you're missing the point. They, these are guys who have achieved a level of spirituality where they no longer perceive the things that you're talking about as being important. Mm. So current events, all that kind of stuff, it doesn't matter when you're learning the ways of the force. The force is eternal and binds everything. That is what you need to concentrate on. So the wise men don't need... To read the newspapers, that's why they're wise men. They've transcended to a level of consciousness where the stuff that bothers you doesn't bother them. That's why you've come to them in the first place.
1: They're arrogant. They're arrogant because, no, you know what,
0: you need to know what's going on still. They're plugged in. To, to, does Yoda need to know what's going on with, like, you know, the Death Star and the Stormtroopers and Darth Vader to be able to help Luke? Definitely. Why?
1: He should know what's going on. He should catch up on the gossip so he knows that, like, Luke's about to do it with his sister. Like, he, he could nip that shit in the bud if you just co- like you know, read the magazines and caught up on the newspapers, hang on, Darth Vader's been, you know, there's been the delays on the Death Star. They haven't done the work over here. You know, you're reading the paper, you're reading this stuff, you're like, hang on, guys. I reckon there might be an opportunity for us to, like, you know, there's rumoured tensions between, like, you know, Darth Vader and some of his crew. It's,
0: or, not, it's not as exciting a movie if you get to Dagobah and yeah. there's fucking Yoda in his little hut and Luke walks in and he's like, shh. And you just see him leaping through <laughs> the New York Times for, like, five minutes. Just no dialogue. Luke just standing awkwardly in the doorway as Yoda, like, <clears, <throat> clears his throat and turns the page. Well, I'm
1: not. I'm saying that you get up in the morning, you, like, you know, just, you know, think, you know, read for a couple of hours. And then you think about those things for the rest of the day. With your great brain, you come up with solutions to solve the problems of the world. But you're not doing that. You're not even doing like the crossword, which you'd think if you were that smart and evolved, you'd want to at least like do the crossword, not that off. You
0: know? How do you know they're doing it? You only see them in movies at certain moments. Well, like, the implication Maybe they is that.
1: oh, what they turn around, like they're taking out their iPod earbuds. Yeah, <laughs> they've been downloading some podcasts. It could It'd be boring after a while. When do you think that? Have you ever, you've meditated? Yeah, but like. Do you think you could ever do, like, one of those meditation retreats yeah, or, like, definitely. do a thing where it's, like, you, for two days you just I can, think? Yeah,
0: definitely, definitely. Really? Yeah, I need to do that. I Yeah, I'm, I've got, I'm hyperactive, so uh, I, I the sweet release of meditation and relaxation is, is, is good. I need to learn how to do that. I overstimulate myself. Like, I'm addicted <laughs> to the internet for a start. Yeah. Like, I find it hard to be away from the internet. Like, if I can't get online for a couple of days, like, it really... Start going cold turkey, then I'm fine. Once I get through that, but I'm definitely addicted to the internet. Are you?
1: Yeah, definitely. And it's amazing how quickly we adapt as human beings, yeah. you know, and become reliant on things, yeah, so quickly. So because, I- like, you know, now, yeah, you know, when the internet's down, or if I'm in a hotel or whatever, and I have to send a bit of work, like I'm in another country, and I have to like, you know, write a column or send a bit of work somewhere, like I just take it for granted that whatever hotel I'm in, wherever I am. I'll be able to just get out my laptop, write the thing, send it across the world in a second. And I don't even plan time for that anymore. Yeah. Like I don't go, I'll allow a couple of hours because I might have to go down the street and find an internet connection or get someone to print something and fax something or or whatever you used to have to do. should just be done. I just just assume you've got to do it straight away. So on the rare occasions when it can't be done straight away, you lose your mind. Yeah. It's like the end of the world. Yeah. And that's why, like, when I was talking on the other podcast about us becoming reliant on the sex machines and the sex machine internet taking over the world, I think it could happen because I think we so quickly um, become reliant on technology. Yeah. You know, we so quickly let it do the jobs that we used to do. Yeah. You know, everyone used to drive a manual car and you had to concentrate on actually driving the car. You know, now the car drives you. Like, you know... Like, they need to drive a car that just occasionally squirts water in your face or slaps you or something, just so you fucking pay attention. Because you don't really need, You need to pay attention. <laughs> As atten- a muffs rules, dude, no car can slap you in the face. <laughs> no, because it's trying to protect you yeah. from harm. That's a good point. Because you would crash. Yeah. But it's getting to the point where, like, you know, they, they were testing a Google car last year. Yeah, right. Where, like, the car will just drive itself.
0: Really? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So, what, you just get in and say... Just get in. Franklin Street. Yeah, and it goes... It types down. in it on Google
1: Maps and then it just drives you there.
0: Really? Yeah. So how? Okay. And what? And how's it steer and stuff? It's got like a GPS. To yeah, it it's it's, like,
1: it's guided by the like the is satellite. On, I don't know a, what happens if like the satellite drops it on, out. Is or. that on Google? Google. It was a Google car. I yeah. mean,
0: bet is it? Can you Google it on nine? Is there video, YouTube and stuff? Oh yeah, I'd say so. The Google car. Google car. Google Google car. Google Google car. Yeah. I found a new story on it. Hang on, let me just play it it's on some YouTube. Not for just any car. The new Google car is unlike anything else on the road because it drives itself. Becky Worley joins us via Skype. And via know. Skype? Oh, I hate That's when... lazy journalism. I hate
1: when news shows do via Skype.
0: Did I really do that? Yeah. I've never seen that before. Yeah, it's, it's like nice a really
1: new thing. Everyone's having fucking Skype on their uh, shows. Oh, calling, of course. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah, I think it's actually, probably there's go, what oh, costs less, and you can see them. But yeah,
0: and it does away with having to find that lame animatic of that reporter from another story or something like that, you know? Totally. Or but the photo of the graphic of the telephone.
1: I always enjoyed the graphic of the telephone. Oh, did you? Yeah, I, I, there was something about that that I was really like, oh, yeah, that did. Like, I think me imagining a war zone or me imagining this, like, you know, exotic place they are was always better than. Yeah, the footage. Yeah, of seeing that place. Yeah, I, d- I was I was happy to look at the picture of the phone. Yeah, and
0: imagine you know what I like when they are um, quoting someone on radio, and they'll cut to like you know the transcript of being spelled out, and then underneath you'll see like an old reel-to-reel radio tape. Totally, it's like pretty sure it's all digital now, guys. Or an
1: old school wireless. Yeah, you yeah. might see a wireless yeah. like with knobs on the top of it. It's like really you've not updated the graphics. <laughs> People
0: are listening on their phones, dude. <laughs> all right, I'm going to press play on this thing. Okay. The company has been secretly working on a sophisticated combination of hardware and software that could revolutionize the feasibility of a self-driving this car. This is the start of your robot apocalypse. Yeah, totally. <laughs> all right, they just doing some bullshit. There we go. And a self-driving car. Wow. From of all companies, Google. It uses cameras inside to spot and other things. How's it's that? At the top,
1: which
0: is a scanning laser. They say this car has already driven itself 140,000 miles. Okay. We need to unplug Skynet. <laughs> that is all I'm saying.
1: <laughs> There's cars that can drive themselves around, yeah. and robots are better at us, uh, the agility.
0: Yeah. So We can't even win game shows, and it's pretty soon they'll be able to get drive-through. Exactly. <laughs> They're going to win car races. And game shows. In fact, once they can
1: drive, yeah. they're probably going to be better uh, at it's a knockout than we are, even. Yeah, totally. Because I can go
0: around with a little golf buggy and stuff. I wonder, if, I wonder if once a car can drive, is yeah. it like when a human can drive? Like all of a sudden, you know, they're hooning around. <laughs> you got to put P plates on them. Like if...
1: You'd be able to hotwire your car, much like you could
0: hotwire your robot. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you know, like that all probably all be made with like, you know, all the proper safety regulations and, you know, obeying the speed limit and the car wouldn't be able to go over the speed limit. It'd probably be much safer. Yeah. You know, until the internet dropped out and everyone crashed. <laughs> but up until that point, it would be
0: much safer. Yeah, this... All right, that's, uh, this car stuff's boring. It's going nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about something else. <laughs> I was worried this might happen... We're mining the depths of our conversational abilities, and now we have nothing. Oh no! I thought—I
1: so, mean, I thought that Google Card was actually a good idea. We just—we just got lost a bit in the audio. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it was hard to know when to talk. <laughs> it kind of stopped us from talking because she was saying things.
0: I blame her. Blame the Skype. girl. it was. Though. All <laughs> right. Skype ruins everything. Save the day. Save the day with the story.
1: All right. Uh, so I um, was having breakfast today down down at a cafe and uh, in in West Hollywood. And I've looked outside the window and I think I've recognised the dude is sitting out the front mm-hmm. and he's got a bald head. And I'm thinking, I reckon that's Gary Sweet. And uh, if you don't know who Gary Sweet is, then you're clearly not from Australia because there was a point of time where he was Australia. He was like the most popular man in the entire country, right? Yeah. He was like, you know, the, the kind of... He was of, the
0: Bruce Willis of Australia.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's really good. Yeah, so he was the Bruce Willis of Australia. Gary Sweet.
0: Yeah. And
1: everybody fuck Sweetie. Yeah. Everybody fucking loves Sweetie. Yeah. He could have started his own cult. Yeah. The Sweeties. People would have been definitely into the Sweeties. Yeah. And so I've said to the waiter uh, at the cafe, does that bloke out the front have an Australian accent? And this poor waiter, who was like a Mexican dude, <laughs> just looked at me like, what are you asking me? Are you asking me what the accent of another man in the restaurant who's sitting at the front is? Like I could have just anyway. So now I'm—I don't know whether I should go and say good day or not to Gary.
0: Yeah, but you're an Australian in, a, in another country. That's immediate license to say hello to another Australian. That's all you need. Yeah, is you better, that all you need? Because that's
1: what need. I was kind of like yeah, yeah, wondering. Was like we're both Australian. Is that
0: enough? Yeah, definitely.
1: Because I couldn't remember if I'd actually ever met Gary Sweet.
0: Right. I think it's, I think it's enough just to be to be the same. Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah.
1: All right, so um I didn't want to do it straight away for two reasons. One, I was in my tracksuit pants and I hadn't really expected to run into anybody. And so I was kind of like, Oh I don't want to like have heaps of time where he can be aware that I'm wearing my tracksuit pants. Yeah. I can do like a walk by, say good day, piss off, you know, all the distraction of us saying good day, you know, catching up, he won't like have time to go. So, we're wearing tracksuit pants and in public. Maybe he should have a look at his life. And the second reason was I had some work to do. And I was like, ah, if I go over and say good day, then maybe, you know, he'll invite me to sit down and we'll have breakfast together. And I was like, oh, I'd like to quite talk to Gary Sweet, but I'm not sure if I have, you know, 35 minutes of conversation with Gary Sweet up my sleeve. Yeah. So, I thought, you know what? I'll try to time it so I finish my meal when he finishes his meal. And then I realized he'd ordered a little bit before me. So his meal came out and mine still hadn't arrived. And he's out the front of the restaurant and I'm inside. So now I'm starting to worry that he's going to just like pay leave and I'm not going to get to see him, right? And now I'm I'm going, oh, if I come home and tell Charlie I saw Gary Sweet, you'll be like, oh, what's he like? And Like, you know, how's he going? Because you guys did, you know, Blue Heels together. You'll be like, oh, how's Gary Sweet? And I'll be like, oh, I didn't talk to him because I missed time my meal and was wearing tracksuit pants.
0: And I'll be like, why are you talking to me? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, So...
1: Uh so I started eating my meal really quickly. Like yeah. I was just scoffing
0: it down. Like it, like a kid. <laughs> totally. Like a kid on Christmas Day. I was eating like
1: The Simpsons eat.
0: Yeah, you know, I right, was just
1: shuffling it. it all in so that I could pay. And then I didn't have time for the bill to come, so I just grabbed like more money than I knew that it was gonna be. Like probably heaps
0: more <laughs> than just it was gonna threw be. Away to take this!
1: <laughs> I threw it and I like belted out the front. And so anyway, I said good day and and, and you yeah, know, luckily enough he kinda of didn't know who I was, and so we had a bit of a a chat and whatever, but it was yeah, Gary Sweet. Like you'd never
0: expect to see Don Bradman. Don Bradman. Yeah. Um, in the middle of Boney? Was he Boney? No, he was another guy. Cameron
1: Daddo was Boney.
0: Yeah, he 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 played a cop too. Cody. He was Cody. He was Cody. Yeah, he was Cody and Don Bradman. I don't
1: know how he got Boney and Cody confused in anyway. <laughs>
0: Yeah, what else did he do? Police rescue. Yeah, he was. Uh, he wasn't.
1: Police free. rescue was like the big one, wasn't yeah. it? Like, I mean, that show was really popular. Uh, I think. And
0: I think Bodyline when he's on Bradman and Bodyline that was probably the biggest one.
1: Yeah, but that was a, like a, a mini series.
0: Yeah, I guess. Yeah, whereas it was like Police Rescue's Rescue was like, like five years or whatever. Oh, I guess wasn't was he- it? He was also on Blue Murder, wasn't he?
1: Yeah, he was in Blue Murder. Yeah. 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 Oh, he's. He's done some fine work. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. There's
1: no doubt about it. No,
0: he's definitely Australian Bruce Willis.
1: Yeah. And he still, look, I mean, that was the thing. It was like midday when I ran into him and, you know. He looked dusty. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. It's fair to say uh, that he looked a little dusty. It looked like he'd had a good time. Yeah. It looked like he was, uh, you know, sort of uh, very much at the other end of an evening rather than, <laughs> than at the start of a day. <laughs>
0: Which I was like, oh my God, you are so much cooler than me. You sound like a footballer's publicist. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. My client was closer to the end of the day than the start.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so anyway, that was exciting. Okay,
0: all right, well, let's wrap it up. Um, You can go to our website, Tofop.com. It's got everything there that you need to know about Tofop. Will, you're on tour.
1: I am on tour. WillAnderson.com.au to see if I'm, you know, telling jokes near where you are. <laughs> and if there was any quotes from the show that you like, uh, and you're on Twitter, hashtag them with Tofop quotes, uh, and uh, the person who runs uh, that page will like repost them. And, and you know, it's good to look back and and read the ridiculous stuff. That, and- but uh, all I'm also saying is, is when robots become our overlords. Remember that at least you heard it here first. That I circled the date in the calendar. I drew the line in the sand and it said, this, Google cars and Jeopardy winners, we are fucked. We are fucked as a human race. <laughs> and I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson. Goodbye. <laughs>